This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go with the podcast. Al, hello. Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, during the uh, show today, I, I got a, a call off the air from a fella named Bob in Indiana. Okay, Bob in Indiana. And Bob uh, sounded like an older fella. He's retired. Uh, he's a very big podcast listener. That's very nice. So I thought he'd get a kick out of hearing his name here. But he called to tell me that, you know, yesterday we were talking about, like, when you recycle a bottle, where does it go? Yes. And uh, Bob told me that he worked his entire uh, life uh, as a working man at a uh, glass bottling plant in really? Indiana. Yeah. And he said the plastic, no good. He knew a lot about plastics. You know, these well, guys. Worked there, I hope so. Well, he was in the glass industry, but so they were probably anti-plastic as right. they should. Just about how plastic could get into your food. And if your medicine is stored in plastic, it is. So shout out Bob in Indiana. Very nice man. Said to say hello, Jerry. All right, Bob. Thank you. So I guess I can't put uh, my sandwiches in the plastic bags anymore. Um, he'd rather you not. Of course, I don't really eat sandwiches anymore. But yeah, you never know. Okay, he'd rather you not do that, Jerry, because of the microplastics. Oh, I understand. I did, by the way. I did on uh, somehow found the time yesterday to go on YouTube, Jerry, to find a couple videos of where does a plastic bottle go. Right. And right in your ass. <laughs> one guy did a very <laughs> interesting experiment in the UK. Okay. Uh, he worked. He worked for um, Bloomberg, but he's based in the UK. A radio station in the UK. <laughs> I don't know. Was he Bloomberg a producer of a news? morning show? Maybe. You know what? Maybe. And he did an interesting thing. He took a, those Apple Air Tags. Are you familiar with those? They can, uh, yeah. you know, it's like it's like a, a GPS device. They're cheap. You know, people buy them, put them in their luggage in case their luggage gets oh, lost. Oh, yeah, I know they what you're talking safe. about. Okay. So he took, plast- took plastic bottles and put these Air Tags in them to see and followed them online to That's see where neat. they went. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. What did he learn? It went, they went, traveled all these different countries before he lost contact with them. Yeah. But they just go to the recycling no. plant. No, they go to the recycling plant, then they go to another thing, and they go to another thing, then they go overseas. It was just like, oh, my gosh. He, You know, he probably lost track of it because it got burnt. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, at some point, that's going to get burnt. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't really come away with a lot more information I, from I this, you. but um, I did, other than plastic bottles really get recycled into other things not plastic bottles got it that's all but aluminum cans glass bottles those get to go back to other aluminum cans and other glass all right but a lot of times jerry as consumers we don't have that choice sometimes you have a choice sometimes you don't a lot of times you don't have a choice that is true 
I'm not sure where to go with this topic, but this is what I was... <laughs> we've kind of touched on this before. Yeah. But this idea, and I'm only going to use Subway sandwiches, Jerry, as an example, because I think it's the one that's top of mind to me. So we know Subway is a sandwich place. They're all over the country. Yep. Their commercials have some of the top athlete stars of the day. Yes. Right? Yep. I mean, and in some commercials, multiple mm-hmm. guys in the same commercial. So yes. big money guys, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've mentioned Derek Jeter was in some, like just big Charles money Barkley's guys. Charles been in a bunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Tons of them. Yeah. Then they also advertise. They're like one of the key advertisers for the NFL, which is okay. how they get to use all their, their guys and all stuff. So my thinking is, like, in order for them to pay for all this stuff, the profit they must be making has got to be insane. Sure. Well, so how first is that of all, possible, they pay with the, the advertising gets paid for by the by the franchise owners. Yeah, like a group. So oh, everybody that owns them kicks into the have advertising. You kick in budget. every month. There's a, when you sign up, and I only know this because my friend owned open two of them. Yeah. Um, you have to open it up with the decoration uh, and the. It's got to look exactly like everyone else. Yeah, you can't be like, I'm going to do a no. cool-looking Subway. It's got to be, it's got to look, the plans have to be exact. The food you order has to be exact. They know how much food they send you, so therefore they know how much money you've made um, and how much money you should be, what they get kicked back on. And there's a monthly fee, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, that goes into marketing and advertising, and that goes into a big, gigantic pot. And that's how they determine how they're going to advertise the company. Yeah. But there must be so many subways. There's a lot. I mean, some have closed, but yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Of people kicking yeah. in. Yeah. To have that much money. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. I always get skeptical yeah. of anybody, any company that is a like partner with the NFL. Because I feel like it is so much money to be a partner of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Where is that money coming from? Are you making that much profit from your product? I mean, you must be. Well, they are, and that's why when you get to the Super Bowl, all you see are the biggest of the biggest companies. Yeah. So just for instance, in the United States alone in 2022, and this number's down from the previous year, Yeah. Um, 20,576 restaurants in the U.S. So, I mean, if you do the math just on that alone, times let's say you got to pay them a thousand dollars a month yeah i don't know what it is but let's that means they're taking in a few million dollars a month just in advertising yeah and i'm sure it's probably more than that um and then it said yeah they've been decreasing every year since 2015 yeah there's certain businesses that advertise with the nfl where i could say okay like anheuser-busch yeah i know where that money i know it's not expensive to make beer I and you know, also know that they're selling millions and millions and millions of cases. Right. And they, this has been a business model for 100 years. Yeah, and it works. Doritos, so it works. Pepsi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, the the gambling ads, I know that money's coming Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to, I don't know why when it comes to food products, I wonder where are they getting all the money oh, from? Oh, I don't. I, to me, food products are, <laughs> no one eats at home anymore. But like if I'm making a, and I just keep using Subway just because that's where we're at. If I order a Subway sandwich, yeah. let's say I order I order, and I have to pay $9 worth of sure. food. How much of that $9 is profit? Eight. 
<laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and like I said, Subway is, there is a formula to making that sandwich. So if, just as poops and giggles, if you go and get a turkey and provolone on your white bread, your white bread, your, your, your roll is cut precisely to length, and then there is a, um, they're pre-cut, the cold cuts are pre-cut, and I've never seen, like, Jersey Mike's, they cut it in front yeah. of you. At Subway, it's pre-cut cold cuts. They know exactly how many slices are supposed to right. go on that sandwich, and if you want more, you're paying for mm-hmm. it. They know how many pieces of provolone are going on it. So for every order of turkey, for instance, they know how many sandwiches you made. So, like, if you give away food, the company knows if you didn't, if your receipts don't show yeah. it. So it's very hard to just give away free product. But... If you get a turkey and provolone, you probably get three slices of turkey. Yeah. Two thin slices of provolone. They'll load up the lettuce because it's cheap. And there's your sandwich. The bread probably costs a dime. The the cold cuts three slices out of a, I mean, what right, are we you're talking buying about? in bulk. Yeah, in big bulk. And you're not buying boar's head. Uh, that's another thing to keep in mind. You right. eat, you're getting it directly from Subway. And where that's coming from, I have no idea. Thumans, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Thumans for humans. I bet you it doesn't cost more than a dollar. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And it's probably eight bucks. I'm sure the store owner gets like four and Subway probably gets four or whatever, five and three, something like that. And so let me ask you this. So let's say in uh, your town where you live in the, uh, in, let's say Matawan, New Jersey, yeah, Jerry. okay, Matawan. I open up a Subway shop in Matawan, New Jersey. Yeah. And I'm over near the train station. I'm in the area. It's mm-hmm. not super busy, but I'm in the area. Yeah. As a as an owner of a subway, what do you think I should expect to make a year? What am I taking? Like, what is my my taxes say as an individual? I've earned what? I could you even ballpark it? No, me neither. I I no, I don't know. And then what's interesting is when you hear of uh, people that own like I own twelve McDonald's. Like, wow. Yeah, well, then when you start compounding, yeah, the amount of money. Uh, the average Subway franchise generates around $400,000 in revenue with profit around 41000 Why would you bother? Right, like, I'm not sneezing at 40000 That's a lot of work and a lot of responsibility for $40,000. Right. I don't know if I believe Right, that. maybe that's why they stack, I own three Subways or four. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe the amount of work to own four Subways... Is not that is not four times owning one subway? Maybe, but you still got to you still got to pay into buying one. Yeah, it's it's not like they're just going to give them to you because you're a good owner. (laughs) Can Um, I? May I have a subway store? I mean, I could ask my friend. Like I said, he had two of them. He didn't enjoy it. It was a lot of work. He had one in Brooklyn that was believe it or not, it was twenty twenty four hours too, and they had issues. Yeah, no, they had issues. So he they got rid of it very quickly. Yeah. Um. What he wound up doing was, I think they profited a couple hundred thousand dollars on the sale of it because it was up running. It showed, and in Brooklyn, it was a, a higher volume store than what would be in Matawan. Yeah, but he couldn't take it. It was just no way. Um, a location on the high end of the sales chart um, might make a hundred and fifty a year or more. A struggle. All right, here we go. A struggling subway in a low sales location might only clear around forty thousand. Okay, so you're looking so at low balling you there. Yeah, so they're giving right. you the minimum. If you could own one sort of fast food 
a franchise establishment, a, a, a food establishment it's franchise. Fa- There's got to be a franchise? A franchise, like a Subway, a Jersey Mike's, a McDonald's, a Burger King. W- where do you think you might go? Carvel. Ooh. Wouldn't even think twice. Carvel. What would, Love Carvel. Wouldn't you be worried about the winter? Yeah, but I think you do so well in the spring, summer, and fall. I, to me, I would use that as a nice time to kind of, that's my time. To get away. Yeah, go to Caribbean or something. I'm not even saying I would close. Like the Carvel by me does well in the winter. Yeah. It's not nearly as busy as it is in the summer, but it still does well. It's been there for like 30, 40 years. Um, and you don't need a, as big a staff then in the winter either. So no, you don't. Less. You don't. Um, but if you mean food, yeah, maybe a Sparrow only because I would think pizza. I like pizza. I don't. I don't think I'd want to get involved in McDonald's or or a, a Burger King or anything like that. Probably Sparrow, Carvel, and then a Dunkin' Donuts. I was thinking, what are your thoughts about like a um, um, Chipotle? I kind of feel like that's organized as well. It is organized. What I don't know about Chipotle is, is it the newest thing? Is it trendy? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think we're pretty sure that McDonald's has stood the test of time. Burger King, while not quite as popular as it once was, is still doing what it's doing. Flame broiled. Wendy's is doing great. Is Chipotle something in 15 years we're going to look back and be like, remember when they tried doing that? People eating healthy food out? Yeah. But it is popular. And what's interesting about Chipotle is it's my son and his fa- his friend's favorite. Yeah. So it does. Yeah, I mean, that'll be fine. Teenagers love uh, Chipotle and Chick-fil-A. The only thing about Chipotle, it's expensive. Yeah. You can't go in there and get a 99 cent cheeseburger like you can at McDonald's, right. which is why to me that's been recession proof. You're right. That's a that's a probably a minimum of $10 when you go in Chipotle. Has to be. Right? Has yeah. to be. And now before you yell at me and say, "Well, I went to McDonald's and the value meal all of a sudden, not the value, but a, you know, yeah, value meal all of a sudden with the drink cost me $12." Yes. But they also still have that dollar menu where you can get and maybe it's a dollar 50 now, I don't know, but you can eat still very cheap there. Yeah, you can go in and get two hamburgers. Yes. For three dollars, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right, you're right. Yeah, Chipotle, you don't have a lot of options as I far don't as like so. you go. You're a ten dollar mode there, but I think a great place. Yeah. I do. I mean, that's about if you have to eat in a hurry. I can't think of a better place to go. Is I, it perfect? No, but is it better than all the other options? I think it is. Yeah, better option. Yeah, yeah. It has does, to it's be. still organ. Like I like. I love the organization of yeah. like the Subway, the Jersey Mike's, mm-hmm. the Chipotle, where it's like. What do you want? What do you want on it? Like you have your thing. Yep. I do. Although I, I prefer that uh, one person walks me through the entire process. As and opposed they don't... to passing you off. Like yeah. Subway, they pass you off. Yeah. That is, oh, what kind of bread? Uh, white bread, fun. Okay. <laughs> what would you like on your sandwich? Yeah. No, I want one person, yes. Jerry, to walk me through the whole thing and then you ring me up. Yes, that's fair. You get assigned the customer. Or even, you know what? Because you're using gloves... I'm okay with somebody else ringing me up. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that person's dealing with money, touching the cash register. That sounds fine. Hmm. Are you thinking of opening something? No, I was just kind of, I was just kind of curious about it, seeing all the subway commercials yeah, and yeah. things. Yep. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I was uh, randomly on my YouTube suggestions, and I don't know why I even clicked on this, but it intrigued Girls me. Girls with big boobs. I wish, Jerry. <laughs> Guys <You're>, with big penises. <laughs> you're familiar with the band Skid Row? Yeah, of course. Skid Row. Sebastian Bach is 18 in Life. Row. Yeah, 18 in Life. Yeah. And, uh, I'll Remember You. Mm-hmm. A couple of good songs. Sure. So uh, it was a clip of uh, Sebastian Bach was on. The Wild Ride podcast with Steve O. Okay. Who actually, he's pretty good guest. And he, I've listened a couple of times. He's an interesting guy. So there was this, uh, I guess there was a long running feud or their thought of a feud between Bon Jovi and Skid Row. Okay. In the fact that when Skid Row was first starting out, Bon Jovi agreed to take them on tour, but they had to sign a publishing deal with Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. So then when their records hit, I guess Bon Jovi was getting the publishing rights. Oh, boy. So they asked, do you think Bon Jovi ripped you off? I thought he gave a really good answer, which was he seemed like in his face like not the greatest, not the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. He said, but you got to understand at the time, he goes, there was a million bands like us. Mm -hmm. He goes, and Bon Jovi was was playing arenas. He goes, so do I not do the deal, and you never hear from me, Mm -hmm. do I do the deal, get to be playing arenas with one of the hottest bands, like, and And you got a chance to be something. And I'm still talking to you today about music that I'm doing. So I thought it was an interesting take, because I think you think, like, oh, this person ripped me off, but Bon Jovi back then could have taken any band on tour. Well, it's it's no different, and I'm I'm not picking on him at all because he's spoken about this many times. It's the same thing back in 1994, 95 when they asked Joe to do shows here, and Joe said, "I will do shows with the fan for free. Give me the opportunity. You don't have to pay me." Ha ha ha. Which, fair enough, you need that opportunity. But then you get into it and you become successful, and now it's like, pay me. Yeah. Well, what happened to the guy that said, "Just like we are paying you, but now you want more money." It's the same type of deal. When you've got, you need them to get started, what's the trade-off? Yeah. Because on one side of the ledger, there's no career at all, and you can go enjoy your job and go play as a cover band or at weddings on Fridays and Saturdays, or do you sell some of you for the opportunity to become something? But then you become big, and now all of a sudden you're like, that's my money. Yeah. Really? Because that's, that's not the agreement we had. I understand. I get both sides of it. I do. Yeah, it happens to a lot of of people like, uh, you know, I think it happened to Billy Joel early on, Bruce Mm -hmm. Springsteen at one point, where it's like they'll say yes to it. You want to have, back then, you wanted to have a physical record that you could hold and show, Yeah, look, I'm I'm on a record. This is my record. Yeah. But then, you know, they they signed you to these lifetime deals in case you hit it big. Right. There's a fine line between being taken advantage of and have been given an opportunity. Yeah. And they do cross sometimes. But 
if not for Bon Jovi, Skid Row would have never been discovered, most likely. Right, and he acknowledged that. Yeah. So so it was funny, too, because I saw, then because I watched that, all these different clips were coming up about Sebastian Bach and Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. And just based on the headlines of the videos, it looked like over the years, his thoughts on the whole thing changed. Sure. Like, early on, he was probably, early on, probably excited. Then you hit that point where they had a couple hits, and all of a sudden, they're not seeing money from it, to now knowing... Mm-hmm. That you got an opportunity, a, a trade off for an opportunity. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'd love to know how much like money, how much money bands like that made with their tours. Yes, because I understand them. There was money in the albums, a hundred percent. I get that, but they weren't going broke either. Right. I can't imagine that they weren't making you know lots of money every night in a different venue. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. So would I. Maybe not. I, who knows. And like he even said at that, that was at the height of Bon Jovi too. He said, he goes, I played in front of 75,000 people at Giant Stadium. Right. Where was I getting that opportunity? You weren't. You were going to be at Stella's, you know, 50th birthday party. (laughs) Oh, Stella. Stella. Happy birthday. Right. Here's Skid Row. Yeah. (laughs) I've been following uh, Tom Green on YouTube. I'm sorry. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's somewhat sad. Okay. And somewhat interesting and in, and inspiring. It's a, it's a weird. I'm having weird emotions when I follow Tom Green, because he he he's on a farm in Canada. Now. Yes, that's I remember. where he lives. Yep. And he looks like he goes out on weekends to do stand up. Right, which then, is where you saw him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then goes back to this farm, and it's him and a dog, and a couple horses. But he seems in some ways lo- very lonely. Yeah, I'm sure. And then in other ways, it seems so... Peaceful? Yeah. I think you probably go through phases. Yeah. Of feeling like completely detached and peaceful. And then you go through phases of being completely detached and depressed. Yeah. Especially when you're not around civilization. Yeah. And you're just staring at four walls, your dog, and the woods. I mean... And he posts all these videos and... I guess he, you know, he gets a lot of feedback from them. Is that enough? I wonder for somebody. I don't think for so. For like human contact. No, I don't think so. Because I, I think even if you lived in a, let's say he wanted to live his single life, which is great, good for him, him and his dog. I mean, even if you just lived in Tulsa, I don't know. I'm just throwing out some sort of midwestern town, but there's a town, and you walk your dog and you see humans. More than just when you go out on stage. I yeah. think there's something about just being connected to the world. And, you know, you can detach as much as you want still, but at least that outlet is right there and you don't have to hop on a plane or drive nine hours for it. Yeah. That's got to be a very um, lonely existence. And the, the it seems like he has a lot of property in Canada. I'm sure he does. I mean, there's nothing on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all these fields and then right. there's like a barn, but... So, like, well, how does he fill his day? I don't know. Right. Well... well yeah, so that's what I'm starting to find out and looking at these videos. So he has a beautiful piano in the house, which he plays really well. I was okay. very surprised. He's got nothing else to do. And then he's... I've even seen him singing a song on guitar, which mm-hmm. I initially thought was going to be like a you know, a, a weird song because yeah. he's a weird dude like that. It was like a very heartfelt, catchy song on the guitar. Maybe Bon Jovi can sign him. (laughs) Do not rip off Tom (laughs) Green. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not sure when I watch it, do I feel like he's sad? Do I feel like he's content? I don't know. I think it's all. I think it's all of it. I think it depends on the weather. It depends on the day. It depends on who he speaks to, what he sees online. I think human emotions, man, they're up and down, up one day, down the next, and depending upon you, I, everybody's got issues. So just because you live in the land of sunshine, maybe in Phoenix, and it's sunny all winter, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be in a great mood all winter. I'm not saying that. But I think it gives you a better chance to be. I mean, I don't know about you. I look out the window, and I see dull gray mist. Ugh, it is. like Even Kim said yesterday, she came home from work. She goes, I don't want to do anything in this weather. Like, she had a, she had a couple stores she had to go to. She goes, I don't want to. Right. I don't want to get in the car. I don't want to sit in my car and freeze while the car warms up or I'm driving and the, it's blowing cold air out until it gets hot. She goes, I just want to watch TV and go to sleep. It's boring. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is depressing. So now take away the kids. Well, me, you might want to kick me out anyway, but all of a sudden it's just you. Man, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. Oh, for sure. And I don't ever see him watching TV. And like It just seems like he's walking around, sees the piano, is like, oh, I'll play this. Then sees his guitar, picks that up. Yeah. Then goes outside, gets on a horse, and starts <laughs> riding to where? I just around his property. I don't know. Where does he get his food from? Is Instacart dropping stuff off? No, right. That's a good question. In his remote area where he is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he eats enough on Friday and Saturday <laughs> at the club Sunday, so he fasts all week. <laughs> I mean, he's good a Lord. thin man. Is the farmer's dog dropping off food yeah. for his dog? Yeah, I don't even know where he's at. Where would he pick up packages from? I, don't I, know. I will say, though, as depressing as that sounds, being financially free like it sounds like he is has also got to be very rewarding, too, the fact that he can do that if that's what he chooses yeah. to do. And I wonder that, too. Like, like when you go when you go play like a place like the Stress Factory, Yeah. what are you making for that? Like if he's there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and assume he'll do – Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and a show Sunday. Fifty grand for the weekend? Really? I would think. I mean, how much those tickets cost? Uh, I think tickets were sixty bucks, seventy dollars. Yeah, I think I actually think less. Less? Yeah. How many people? Two hundred. They packed that. That seems probably like more in that place. Really? I don't think I've ever been to this restaurant. Yeah, it's, I like it. That's where again? It's in New Brunswick. New Brunswick? Yeah, over by Rutgers there. So if you do, let's just. Here you go, just for uh, make it easy. Let's say 250 tickets. Uh, mm-hmm. God, what 250 tickets? Uh, I'm trying to open this here. So if we I'm went. Do a little math and like what does the bar get? What does Tom Green get? Yeah, I mean, because you, you could do the math very simply. If we, if, we, if we just go on the basis of 250 tickets and we'll keep it simple. 250 tickets times $50. Yeah, 50 bucks. Per show. Yeah. And so he's doing five, so he five fi- shows. All right, he ain't making 50000 because I was thinking ten thousand a show that generates twelve five just in ticket sales alone for the one show. For, oh, for one show. Okay. For one show, then the the bar obviously. So if you add another few thousand dollars, they're taking in fifteen five. He probably gets seven thousand dollars a show, I would think. So he probably makes thirty grand, thirty five thousand dollars for the weekend. Damn, that's what I would say. That would be my guess. That's nice. I don't know that that's true. Right, that then, would be my guess. Then you go sit on your farm for a week. And you go back out on the road yeah, for a week and over the weekend. As long as you can get through the week and not be fighting depression. Yeah. You know, now he also is, he can choose not to go there every week too. Can just be an escape maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if 
I had, if I had disposable money like that to where I wasn't concerned about any nothing, I think I would. I like the idea of having something remote, but I also would need an apartment with life. Yeah. I don't think I could just have that. There's no way. I don't like people. I am not claiming to, but I also am not a hermit either. I like doing things. I like atmosphere. I like seeing people. You know, like I don't want to go to a restaurant where there's no one there except for us and the server and the bartender. Yeah. I like people there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need some atmosphere yes. when you go out. Otherwise, you're like, why am I here? Correct. Yes. I told you we did that last year for my, I forget why we went. Me, Kim, and Joseph went, we went out to dinner. There was no one there. And I'm like, do we leave? And she's like, oh, that's sad though for them. They're open because <laughs> maybe people will see us and come in. No one did. I think one person came in and sat at the bar. I was like, what the hell? It was like a Tuesday, a random Tuesday night. It wasn't just strange. Yeah. It wasn't like we went there at Sunday night at 10 p.m. <laughs> it was Tuesday at six o'clock. Where is every, yeah. and a place that's usually busy. Very weird. Yeah. That's why the other weird thing we talk about with the food places, like, did they have food all ready to go for that? Right. And what happens to that food? That's a lot of spoiled food. Yeah. How do you know what to order? Right. You're not kidding. I have no idea. Right. Exactly. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Tomorrow is uh, Wednesday? Wednesday. Now, you are in for Boomer tomorrow. This Boomer, is what I'm told. Boomer is doing his, uh, recording his Super Bowl oh, commercials Daniela show. Rua. I, I said to him last year, I wanted to go with him. I love her. Is that right? Oh, yeah. What yeah, is yeah. she on? NCIS Los Angeles, oh, which just ended. That show. Actually. That series just ended last year. But she was great in it. Hmm. All right. I would have liked to have met her. So we got that uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Then when we're back Friday, then we go out to Vegas. No, well, no, I got to go to Ann Arbor first. Ann Arbor first. I'll be in Michigan Friday and Saturday. All right. Hopefully home by 11 p.m. Saturday and then on the plane Sunday. The busy weekend for you. <laughs> Allie, Allie asked me, she goes, did you pack yet for Vegas? I'm like, pack for Vegas? Like Allie, I got to go to Michigan first. Let me do that, and then I'll worry about that when I wake up Sunday morning. I love when people do that. It's like, no, I only have a certain amount of underpants. I I can't pack that in for Vegas, and then also have underpants for the rest of the week. To be clear, I have plenty. You have plenty of underpants. <laughs> I'll okay. be okay. Yeah, and I have more than one pair of jeans, unlike you. <laughs> so I could, but no, I said let me get to Sunday morning, and then I'll pack. Mm. I got it. Yeah, I got to time out my doing laundry by the end of the uh, week, so I have all my stuff. Right, it's one load. One not, load, that's correct. Not right? that tough. You need an hour. <laughs> well, in the winter, I have like hoodies that oh, okay. cause that, you know. And I would suggest bringing some. Yeah. It's, it's going to be chilly. Yeah, that's why it's the summer, doing laundry in the summer is great because yes. it's it's t-shirt, yeah. it's short sleeve shirt, it's shorts. It's tremendous. It's a piece of cake. Yeah, it's a piece of cake. Yep. All right, Jerry, warm up. Sit.